welcome to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Who are you going to call? I hope you ain't afraid of no ghosts, because we're kicking off the spoopy season with some of our favorite haunted destinations. Charge up your proton packs and gas up the mystery machine. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurous Society. It's after midnight and the moon is full. You're driving on a winding forest road, headed from one sleepy town with a phony ghost problem to the next. Suddenly, you hear a loud bang from the rear of your psychedelic panel van, and the ride gets pretty rough. You get out to see what happened. Just as you suspected, a blowout. As luck would have it, at the same moment you hear a huge crack of lightning, and a torrential downpour starts. Fortunately, at the top of the next hill, you see a giant old Victorian house with a light shining from an upstairs window. You struggle through the rain up to the porch and push the button for the doorbell. After a moment, the door creaks open and a voice from the darkness inside says, You rang? Hi. How's it going? Uh, it's going great. Are you guys ready to get spooky this week? Yes. Ooh. I'm always ready to get spooky. Perfect. I've got a question for you guys before we start into the news. This might uh, fall under our unpopular opinions. A quick take. What's your favorite trick-or-treat candy that everybody else hates? When you're out trick-or-treating and you're sort, sorting through at the end of the night and everybody's throwing the trash candy in the pile, what's the stuff that you're going to grab for yourself? I actually like candy corn quite a bit. I'm Me with too. you. I don't get the hate mm -hmm. for candy corn. I'm not disgusted by candy corn. I like it. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Uh, it's a black licorice-flavored candy. Ugh. Blackjack, maybe? Yes. Yep. Ooh, yeah. Blackjack. Yes, I like I like black licorice, yeah. I don't like any anything that tastes like anise. <laughs> that's a very that's a very careful pronunciation. <laughs> I'm always the one who picks out all the black jelly beans at Easter and keeps them Ooh. for myself. You're the one keeping it going, mm. I guess. It's... Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, I will buy the bag of all black jelly beans. That's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always went with the uh, Neko wafers, which are, I haven't seen those in oh, like yeah. over decades, but it's, it's not a those flavor. garbage. Yeah. But I love <laughs> that texture. Like I, I like the, like the texture of tongues yeah. and things like that. I don't, I like yeah. chalky things. Chalk. You like to eat chalk. I do. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I've just graduated to real chalk at this. Point. Maybe I'll just give out tongues <laughs> this year. <laughs> That's a good taste. I always liked those, um. I always call them poverty candy. They're the they're the <laughs> they're the peanut butter taffy with the little bits of peanuts in the middle oh, that come I in the, that. in the orange and the black yeah, wrappers. I like that everybody's those. like, oh, I don't want this junk. Uh, give it yes, to me. I love those. The yeah, black I love those ones too. are a little bit licorice. <laughs> are they? No. Yes. No, I don't yes. think so. Stop it. You're I think fired. they're just peanut butter. I think you just like the flavor <laughs> of the black dye. I think that's probably it. It's 
Yeah. <laughs> no, not yeah. the the candy itself wasn't black. The wrapper was black. Oh, oh so the wrapper is licorice flavor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the black wrapper exactly. <laughs> well, with that, how about we uh, take it to the news desk? Who's who wants to go first? Um, I can go first. Um, a few things out of the theme. A few things out of the theme parks this uh, this week. Uh, we have dates for the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival coming in 2020. Um, this year it's going to be March 4th to June 1st. It's uh, the 27th year for the festival. And for people that haven't been there before, it's basically a lot like every other festival they have. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of food booths. Chef's favorite. <laughs> Imagine that. An Epcot festival. Yeah, they have a lot of. Uh, Wait, at this one, can you walk around yes, a circle? Yes, you can. And you can stop and, <laughs> and get very small bites of things and then very small cups of things and go back and do it all over again, you know. Um, yeah, this one, this one they have garden displays and topiaries, um, as well as the Garden Rocks concert series, uh, where I think Sugar Ray usually performs. I think that's the only one that I remember every year, Sugar Ray. Uh, the Baja Men, they drag out the yeah, Baja Men Yeah, that's true. Frequently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Still don't know who let yes. the dogs out. One They're on a very exhaustive out. multi-year search. <laughs> <laughs> the government grant money that's gone into this project is astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so um uh, right about we'll have i think maybe like a week off between the last festival that will be occurring <laughs> and then we'll roll right into this one so yeah the art rolls into yeah, right after the the holidays are done they scoop up all the santas at a world showcase and throw them in the back again and then roll out the art so <laughs> at the santas? yeah at the the festival of the holidays Festival of the Holidays. Oh, that yeah. one. I thought, yeah, I was thinking, I mean, after Flower and Garden, they removed <laughs> they the They let them hang out for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused. That was a bit just, of a non-sequitur. Just, just random Santa's busking out on World Showcase. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Heather, you got something for me? I do. So on Wednesday, Norwegian Cruise Line announced that they are doing away with all single-use plastics on all of their ships by January 1st of 2020. And this follows pretty quickly on the heels of uh, the IHG International Hotel Group that they have 17 big brands like Holiday Inn and the Intercontinental um, who already banned single-use plastic so they're putting uh you know big refillable bottles in the in the in their bathrooms no more tiny little shampoos and things which makes me wonder are are the little shampoos the new plastic straws is this what we're going to see from everyone in the industry what are your thoughts it seems so well that also makes me wonder is the uh big never mind I was, I was trying to get to, uh, are they going to, come on, Dan, you've got What's this, happening, buddy. Dan? Maybe instead of big plastic bottles, eventually they're going to get to, uh, they just go put them in paper cups. <laughs> you get on Maybe. the ship and they you just hand know. you a little yeah. cup and you're like, oh, yay, great. So, yeah. yes. I was, of course, trying to make a joke about the paper straws that have taken over for the plastic at the Disney theme parks and which everybody hates so very, very much. But unfortunately, I could not get there quick enough and got a little flustered. I decided to leave it in because it made me look silly and was kind of funny. So I hope you enjoyed. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. 
<laughs> I would like a sandwich baggie full of product, please. Well, it gotta be a brown paper bag, though. It can't be a sandwich yeah. baggie. Oh, that's they right. Said, uh, Norwegian said they'll all, they're also trying to do with uh, do away with all plastic on their ships. They're gonna stock instead of bottled water. They're gonna stock water from a company founded by Jaden Smith. That's uh, yeah. It's called Just, and the water cartons are made from paper, and then they have a plastic cap made from a sugarcane-based plastic. You can get boxed uh, water at the grocery stores. Yeah, yep. They, the You know, our plastic straws have already been eliminated, so it, it looks like this is what's happening next everywhere. Some of the Disney resorts have already gone to this. Um, all of the values and moderates, I believe, have already replaced all of their the. Uh, products with the refillable uh, yep. large dispensers that are it's like bolted to the shower and, and some disney of the deluxes have started yes that's true i noticed that on disney cruise line a couple of weeks ago i was kind of surprised by that i'm fine with it i don't need all that little things i don't i don't uh i don't take them i know everybody likes to take them home but i don't i have shampoo at home yeah especially with disney resorts i mean it became a big thing if you've been on any Disney uh, discussion board. You've seen pictures that people have posted of a suitcase full of the little soaps and shampoos that they collected on their vacation, you know, bragging about how many they were able to accumulate Feel. over their four-day stay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they yeah. really stuck it to the mouse on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so, I mean, you know, part of it makes me wonder is, is it, is this really an environmental initiative or are we looking at more of a cost-saving thing? And I guess it's fine if it's both. I think it is both. I think my only they're... complaint about them is that the pumps have to be the slowest things in the world. Like, I, every time I'm using one, I, like, I get one little tiny, like, yeah. dollop of yes. shampoo, and I go back for another one, and I just have to sit and watch the thing rise up for five minutes. And then I'm like, okay, here comes more. Yay! And then, you know, 20 <laughs> minutes later, I get to wash my hair, and it's great. But, yeah, could they just make the pumps work a little better? You get to work it like a water <laughs> a little pump. little siphon going there. <laughs> yeah, prime it. Yeah. yeah. Jess, you're up. All right, so um, we uh, got an announcement uh, this past week that hundreds of new plant-based options are coming to both Walt Disney World and Disneyland dining locations. Um, so it's basically going to be plant-based. Hmm. Plant-based. I know that's a it's that's a very it interesting way so to put. Appetizing. <laughs> I don't know what happened to using vegetarian as like the title for it, but I, I don't know. It sounds yeah, it's clinical. It's very clinical. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're going to roll them out to all the major quick service and table service dining locations at both resorts. Um, and they're putting a new little plant-based menu icon next to these items on the menu so that, I mean, I guess reading the the ingredients isn't enough. You got to have a cool little so you, symbol. So. Are we talking vegan here? Is that why they're going calling it plant-based? So, so it's they're going to use ingredients... Yeah, so in their in their announcement, they said that it's going to be ingredients like vegetables, fruits, grains, nuts, seeds, and legumes, and mm -hmm. and it's all mm -hmm. going to be made without animal meat, dairy, eggs, uh -huh. or honey. So, so vegan. Let's just call it what it is. Well, yeah, there may yeah, be leather much. in it, so they can't call it vegan. Ah, <laughs> yummy! Yes. They're serving it in a leather boot, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I like a nice boot full of. Quinoa. Quinoa boots. Could, yummy. That might actually improve the taste of the quinoa, actually. <laughs> Give it a little cheese quality. <laughs> oh. 
Um, but yeah, they're going to be rolling this out. Uh, they said that we'll start seeing this in Disneyland in spring of 2020, um, but they didn't really mention when we'll see it at Walt Disney World. So I'm all for that. Well, that will be a good option for vegans. Yeah, definitely. So let me ask you, if you were able to hop on a plane and get from New York to London in an hour, would you go for it? Yes. Yeah. Probably, yeah. So the this week, the UK Space Agency announced that they are working on a space plane that's capable of carrying passengers from New York to London in one hour, and they plan to have it flying by the 2030s, so within the next decade, they say. This plane is capable of flying at Mach 5. Which, wow. Right? They said that that speed would allow you to go from the UK to Australia in only four hours. Ooh. Right now it takes 20. Wait a second. Yeah. How, from where to Australia? London. London to Australia. Four okay. hours. So wasn't this Concorde time from Paris to New York three hours? Yeah, that's correct. This is this would that's be ins- faster than the Concorde. Right. right. Yes. I'm just comparing how much faster. That's absolutely yeah. Bananas. So that it's this article on Travel and Leisure's website says that they are already testing the engine on the ground, and they hope to be testing in-air flights in the next five years. So if the project stays on track, it would be about 2030 that commercial air flight would start. Does it seem like it goes way up, almost like into the stratosphere, and then back yes. down in a high arch? Exactly. That's why they're calling it a space plane. It takes a high mm. arc into the thinner air uh, because I guess I guess uh, the the issue with most supersonic planes is the cooling system that's needed for the jet engine, and that's always been kind of the problem. Fighter jets do this all the time, but this the UK Space Agency has has developed a new air breathing rocket engine. And actually, it says that it's capable of Mach 25, which which could launch people into space. Yeah. <laughs> How crazy okay, is that? I, I just looked it up because that's insane. I, I just looked it up because I was curious. You know the SR-71 Blackbird, that super right, crazy yeah. spy plane? Mm-hmm. That thing was like hitting speeds of Mach 3.3. Yeah. So the space plane is... 5.4 is what they say they plan to fly this at for commercial passengers. Wow. That's crazy. I, I want to try it. I'm excited. I don't want to be the first New one York that tries London it. London in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm not doing it if it's on uh, Frontier Airlines, but I'll do it oh, with a space no. agency. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like they're planning for it to be uh, British Airways again, which uh, British Airways and Air France were the two that had the Concorde. Um, I'm actually, and I don't know why, maybe it's just because I'm a uh, uh, some kind of like an American-centric pig or something, but I'm always shocked <laughs> when I hear other countries have space programs. For some reason, I'm shocked to hear that Britain that has a space program. <laughs> well, no, that Brit like I didn't I didn't realize that they were that they were into that. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah, all about NASA. They would Dan. ever look up and want to go there. <laughs> right. They're really into that right now. It's a good trend for them. <laughs> yeah, the British aren't known for wanting to explore and expand Take into. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait a second. Right, fair enough. <laughs> So I had one more um, airline-related piece of news. 
that I wanted to hear your thoughts on. So a Japanese airline announced this week that they're going to start putting an icon of a little baby um, for any seat that occupies a child from infant to two years old so that when people go to the Japan Airlines booking tool to pick out their seat, they can see whether a baby is seated near them. Thank you. And it's, it's it, yeah, uh, here's, here's my thoughts on this. If we're going to have a, a way to avoid the babies, can we also, <laughs> you see where I'm going with this, Dan? I, think, I would like an icon of a man spreader uh-huh. so that I don't have to sit next to It would be my picture. The, <laughs> yes. Uh, a picture of the, the people who like to clip their fingernails or mm. put their bare feet up on the seat in front of them. Can we also avoid those people? I mean... Onion breath, close talkers. I would so much rather sit next to a baby <laughs> yeah. than, than some of the adults that that end up on an airplane. I'm not too surprised to hear that this is coming from Japan first, knowing that they have all kinds of like societal hangups about awkward situations and stuff mm-hmm, and avoiding mm-hmm, sure. those. But it's like, when did we stop being able to just deal with uncomfortable situations instead of... Yeah, I hear it. was you. 1978. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> July 23rd, <laughs> 11.02 p.m. I mean, yeah. I, I get annoyed if a, if there's a parent traveling with a kid who's, you know, kicking the seat and the parents aren't, tr- aren't even trying to do anything yes. about it. But, it, you know, babies cry sometimes. And if there's a crying baby on a plane, well, get over it, right? I can't I don't hear them with my noise-canceling headphones on anyway. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Maybe, maybe we need to drunk. just <laughs> the baby. <laughs> that helps. Right? You just get the baby drunk. Yeah. I just wonder yeah. why they have a baby in this flying bar. <laughs> Another round for this guy. He won't shut up. <laughs> maybe they need to update the icon to make it a picture of an a hole parent instead of a baby. Yeah. Again, yeah. it would be my photo <laughs> with a drink in hand. Whoops. <laughs> Jess, you got anything else? Um, actually, yes. Um, more news from new, more news from Japan. Actually, um, Tokyo Dis, Tokyo Ooh, Disneyland is getting new monorails, which is really awesome for Tokyo Disneyland. Oh, and yeah, really, I saw this. Yeah, it's it's jealousy inducing for those of us on the <laughs> east coast of United States. Um, yeah, so in spring 2020, they're going to get a new resort liner type C monorail that connects all of their Tokyo Disneyland resorts. Um, and they just released uh, some photos of the Mickey themed interior, which, you know, it's it's the theming over there on their monorails, you know, obviously puts ours to shame. They really go over the top. The windows are Mickey shaped. All the colors are based on Mickey. Um, so it makes you really wish that we got some sort of revamp to ours at least not to mention the the fact that it doesn't function as well anymore but um so they're going to get new one new train in 2020 and then five trains total by 2024 it's a lot of trains yeah i know and and i i just yeah. and where's, where's ours? and where we're yeah. still sitting i know ours. i'm like yeah. can, can we get <laughs> and the I mean, doors I'd are falling it. off of ours yeah I'd take just new plane monorails, much yeah. less Mickey themed. Just give us some that work. 
Ooh, a plane monorail would be cool. (laughs) Really hard to land on that one rail. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's kind of narrow. I I really thought they were going to announce a new fleet or at least the start of one train at a time or something at this year's D23, but alas, it wasn't to be. Maybe for the anniversary. Yeah, all that money went into Galaxy's Edge, so. Yeah, maybe. There's the, the D23 was full of disappointments for on lots of topics. It, it wasn't that like... exciting this year, was it? No. Sad. Nope. Um, this might be a little too Parks History nerdy. Do you guys have a favorite monorail style from the past? Hmm. I don't know enough about them to have a No, I always thought it'd be cool to see that at one point they had ones that had like a bubble dome at the top and you could go up and get that like 360 view, kind of like the view liner cars on the old Amtrak trains. Mm -hmm. Yep. That'd be cool. Oh, that is cool. Something with a little bit more character than. I do like the ones at Disneyland. And you can yeah. sit in the front and the back of those. And yeah. they, the ones at Disneyland are smaller, so they're not uh, they're not quite as roomy and comfortable. But they do not mm-hmm. smell like a petting zoo like the ones at Walt this Disney. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> that is. I've been to Disneyland twice, plus. and I have never ridden the monorails. It's a kind of a ride in itself. It, it feels yeah. like you're going yeah. a lot faster, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that is actually the case, but it feels like it. You can I open think the it's windows. It's smaller and lower, so it feels like mm-hmm. you're yeah. along faster. That nice little loop where it kind of tours you around through mm-hmm. Marlin. Yeah. There's nice. a bit of a, a hairpin turn at one point. I think it's I just fun. have PTSD like from it. being stuck on our monorail for an hour once. So I'm just like, I don't, I don't get on those anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah we've done yeah. that too. That's no bueno. Yeah, there were some folks that had to be evacuated from it. The was it last week? I think yeah. was yeah. the most recent. Yep occurrence they, yeah. they sat in there for over an hour before they uh pulled them out you never hear that about the one at disneyland no no and, and the one at disneyland is fast it, that thing corners like it's on rail <laughs> <laughs> i see what you waka did there Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we keep bringing you back yep <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> thanks you guys <laughs> well that's all the news i have for this week that's all the news anything else jess no that's all i got all right let's uh head on over to a commercial we'll see you soon after word from our sponsor when it comes to planning your next adventure knowledge and preparation are always key That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the world travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. With over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. 
Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Let's set the scene. It's been three months since the virus first hit and it spread fast. The world has changed. Now, small groups of survivors roam the countryside, scavenging for supplies and running from the hordes of the undead that have taken over. When they can't run, they fight. We find ourselves on a supply run gone wrong, trapped in a rundown amusement park by a herd of carnies and clowns turned zombie. As the horde closes in, our only hope for survival is to strap into the drop tower ride and be lifted above the crowd of creatures moaning about how much they want to eat our brains. A well-aimed rifle shot to the control board leaves us suspended in midair, and I turn to you and say, Guys, I could really use a vacation. Anybody have any ideas? No one warned me there would be zombie clowns this week. <laughs> I want a refund. I just wanted to let you guys know that I this like looks it. like a zombie bite, but really I just burned myself while making a Hot Pocket, so just, we're good. I promise. I'm good. <laughs> You never know. That could that could be how it starts. You could be patient zero. I wouldn't be surprised if Hot Pockets started the apocalypse, but yeah. <laughs> that, that's right. It's a festering Hot Pocket wound. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's ease into the spooky for, uh, for this episode. Let's start with Mickey's not-so-scary yeah. Halloween party. That's not even spooky at all. It's really easing it in. So who's been to Mickey's Not So Scary this year? I did. Me too. Not this year. Oh, It's been damn. a while. It's all right. I've gone many, many <laughs> times and had declared that I was done with it. I wasn't going to go anymore. And then they had to come out with the new projection and fireworks show. So it, I was back they in. They did it. They got Jeff yeah. back. That yeah. projection show that is what I want. It it's was pretty great. Spectacular. Yeah. So the projection um, mapping stuff they're the doing yeah, is <laughs> so <Magic> great. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. You bailed. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. That is exactly what happened. And you missed it. It was pretty spectacular. It looks like it. So for people who haven't seen that yet, uh, who wants to give me a rundown on what it's, what it's like? Oh, Heather beat me to it. You go, girl. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> said I'll go at once. <laughs> well, if you're a fan of the Happily Ever After new fireworks show, which I am, uh, it's a lot like that, just with a sort of a spooky theme. Um, the projection mapping that they've done is just really spectacular. The, the entire surface, every surface of the castle just comes alive with villains and dancing Lots skeletons of and skeletons. And, yes, the Jack the, Skellington sort of the, is the host of the whole thing. Yeah, and sort of the theme is that Mickey and Minnie and Pluto. 
I'm trying to remember, was Pluto involved? I know Zero is involved, but Mickey and Minnie are lost and they come upon a, a spooky house and it's, uh, they follow Zero inside the house and wow. it sort of takes off from there. You, you missed all that <laughs> up at the beginning. Songs and, songs and colors and movement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the basis of the theme of the new show is that Mickey and Minnie get lost in this haunted house because they're following Zero. Yeah. And then, and then it launches into all the different song and dance routines with various and sundry Disney villains. Yeah. Spooky Disney things. I thought it's it was great. It's really fun. And they yeah. do the fireworks all the way around 360 around the parks again. At certain points, it fires in front and all around you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's another show that it's really important to be somewhere that you can see the castle well. Um, because that's really the, the centerpiece of the show is that projection mapping yeah i wish they would do like at disneyland and do it down main street as well or in another oh, location yeah. to spread the yeah. crowds out a little bit because since they started the the new projection shows the hub at main street is just a nightmare well it's don't they have insanely crowded yeah you, you know the main, there and... you know the main reason they do it on the buildings at disneyland it's because the castle's awesome. too small for uh, to get a good show on. Because they have a teeny tiny cute little yeah, castle. Yeah. I yeah. just don't, I, I feel like that projection system and mapping isn't expensive enough that they couldn't do it down Main Street yeah. in Florida, too. Yeah. But I've, I've got one in my one, garage, so it's fine. Right, it's got to be <laughs> we'll at least right a couple. That. Yeah, that's yeah, a, can that's a couple mine. hundred bucks, right? Can't be that yeah, much. 30, 40. <laughs> I mean, drop in the bucket. Let's be honest. But yeah, that's that's a good point. It's it's not something that they would that would set them back that much. But other than the show at this year's Mickey's Not So Scary, I didn't take advantage of any of the trick or treat trails or any of that kind of thing. I know they were mm -hmm. they were everywhere, but I just didn't do any of it. And it seemed like they've spread them out a and little. And they changed a couple They're of them up there. this year um, from last year. Like this year, they had one that was inside of the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor um, that we went through. And you basically go through the whole queue, and then they've got monsters up on the screen performing, not doing the normal show, but performing and interacting with anybody who wants to sit down. Or you can just basically walk in front of the crowd and get your candy and head out. In fact, there are actually two candy stops in there. So that's mm -hmm. a great place to go. I do like that. Yeah, oh, that that sounds better and more convenient. And I do like that they have the the live actors in. Yeah, and they, I thought it was Caribbean. better this year That's too. That's always fun. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah they definitely. Were there had there two a few or three more in them. the queue, as well as yeah. maybe four or five in the actual show. In the ride, yeah, and there were yeah, more in, the in ride, there. I mean. They they did that uh, for the the villains after hours event, but they had quite a few more for Mickey's not so scary. It'd be cool to see them do that at the Haunted Mansion too. I know that they had oh, some yes. scare actors yeah. in the oh, in the yeah. mansion for the anniversary. Oh, I'd love that. That that uh the legendary knight, the armor in the mm -hmm. endless hallway that Oh, cool. Yeah. Briefly uh when it first opened there was they had a person in that armor scaring mm -hmm. folks. Apparently they, they brought that have, back to the anniversary. Um, they usually have somebody out front, out in the in the queue, up on that on that hillside at Walt Disney World next to the mansion. That's always I want fun. them to put like a, a, a live bride in the ride. That would be that great. Spot. Just popping out in random places. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
It'd probably be better mm. than the bride that they currently have in the ride. Yeah. She needs work. Popping out with her axe. She needs you work. don't like that one, Dan? No. <laughs> no, I don't think it... I don't think it fits with the tone of I, that's. I mean, the Haunted Mansion could be a whole other episode. I, I sure, yeah, yeah. I would like to we do could that. Go, we, you want to take a deep dive into, into like, the like, four rides? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Put that on the show notes. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so let's ramp up the terror a little bit higher. Then, oh, does anybody have anything else they want to add about Mickey's not so scary? I feel like they're selling more tickets the last couple of years than they yeah. used to because the crowds are kind of obscene. That's what I've heard is it's getting more crowded. It's, mm-hmm. you're, losing yeah, definitely. The, you're losing the value of being able to. Yeah, I would not go there counting on having an easy. We used to go and ride all the rides instead of trick-or-treating because my son was older. And we just used it as a great way to get on a lot of rides quickly. But that just mm-hmm. is not the yeah. case anymore. The wait times have been 30 to 45 minutes at least for the rides that are open. Yeah, we didn't have too much trouble with um, Big Thunder. We walked right on to Big Thunder, but Pirates was a, a decently long wait. And that may may have something to do with all the live actors that they had in there. Probably. Um, but it was we waited for quite a while to get on Pirates, yeah. But they did have uh, scare actors in the queue, so that was fun. Made it, made mm-hmm, it pass a lot true, better. That's true, yeah. All right, well, then let's let's uh, take the terror up a notch. And uh, you guys, Heather and Jeff, were went to Halloween Horror Nights this mm. year. Yes, that Tell me happened. About... They did, indeed. <laughs> that was my first time to go into any of the houses. We, uh, we were Same, there two, yeah. two years ago and were able to go in the scare zones and things as part of a uh, private function that we had gone to, but did not have time to partake in the actual haunted houses. And I have to say, they were great. I love a haunted if house. If you and want these were a scary amazing. Halloween experience in a theme park, this is the event to do. Absolutely. And even the ones that weren't especially scary were just amazing. The attention to detail and the sets are legit. Like I was tapping on metal pipes and things as we went by. They're all real metal. Nothing's foam. Nothing's chicken wire. It's it's all real and all legit. Huge budget. And they have the, the scary little nooks and crannies they have built into these sets for the scare actors. Are... <laughs> Boo holes. Yes. <laughs> not just That's like really what little, they call them, sh- them <laughs> holes. Yeah. Not just the, like sharp turns, but there were points at which like a panel would slide open in the wall and all of a sudden somebody is jumping out at you. <laughs> yeah, just terrifying. screaming in your face. That's the one that always got me was just someone. Yes. Just, <laughs> the, um, the classic monsters house, which I thought was my favorite. The most terrifying house. Yeah. There was a point at which the Bride of Frankenstein is just <laughs> screaming at you all of a sudden out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah she she's just screaming is in, in your, your face, face before you saw her at all. And she's about six inches from you just shrieking. And she, I noticed yes. she was wearing uh, oh. earbuds or ear protection <laughs> of course. things because she's screaming all night. But we're yeah. not. Can hit. Well, <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> That was, was my favorite wearing, house. I was not wearing ear protection, but I was screaming all night. No, I meant uh, that. Quick question. Quick question. Did Jeff make you go in front? Uh, very often, yes. 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 Well, because I wanted to see her yeah. reaction. Yeah. Uh-huh. And when she was behind me and screaming, that's no fun. I couldn't see anything. But if I went in front of her, it was great because I could be completely deadpan so she didn't know something was happening till it was right in her face. 
Uh, that <laughs> happened more than once. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> one of the what house was it where the second we walked in the house, yeah, all of a sudden was, there was a head in my face. That was graveyard <laughs> games in the. The plot of that one is that these are a bunch of <laughs> teenagers that are playing scare you games in a graveyard. Uh, so the whole yeah, thing like looks like you're in outdoors in a graveyard. And right when you walk in, <laughs> I saw this happening, but the guy stuck a <laughs> uh, dismembered head right in Heather's face and just went, <laughs> like it was the cheapest gag in the world. But she just about fell down. And then not only that, while she was freaking out, he pointed and laughed at her and went, <laughs> it was yeah, perfect. That was that was a little extra bit of fun for me. Yeah. But the whole thing was that these were like snotty kids trying to scare each other in the graveyard. Yeah. So it was yeah. perfect. He was just like a little punk kid. Hey, hey I got you. Yeah. Which, that that was, was the best scare of the night. Spoiler alert, <laughs> I jump scare very easily. So <laughs> jump scare. If you want to be if you want to be amused in a haunted house, I, you know, you might want to bring me along. I absolutely loved uh, Halloween Horror Nights. That was my first time to experience the whole thing. We got to do every one of the ten houses, and I just loved every second of it, even ones that weren't my favorite. There was one that was really kind of dumb. Uh, what was the that one? Was with that the um, Nightingale's was... Blood Pit? Yes. I don't, was... I don't even know what the plot was supposed to be. It was like these weird bird things and something about giant nightingales that are eating the bodies of gladiators after yeah. a gladiator like match. Soldiers. Yeah. It was like there was attack birds, birds in with the Roman movie helmets. 300 somehow. I don't know what was going on. Yes, it was, it was a scary. weird. It was a yeah. weird mashup of that and. Uh, for me in that one we it seemed like we entered at a just the wrong time because i wasn't i was missing all the jump scares so not only was the theme weird but nothing was scaring me so i came out of that one just sort of like what just happened that was very weird yeah their their scare cycle seemed to be off so they were scaring the people in front and behind mm -hmm. of our group yeah. and we had a big maybe 20 people in our group but none of us i don't know what was happening it was an off night for the Bird for people. that one, yeah, the scary bird people was were not funny. Another not funny. one that I thought was pretty funny or funny, pretty scary was, and I don't remember what this one was called, Jeff. Maybe you remember, but the theme was that you were going into a submarine that has been attacked by some by weird underwater creatures that have. That one was called Depths of Fear. Yes. And it was that you were on a rescue mission to rescue the scientists that had uh, they'd lost communications with undersea scientists that were studying fish and trying to experiment on mixing the DNA of fish and people. <laughs> ah, that's what you do. That's what it was. They you know, were as scary, one does. As one does. They were scary, like, giant goldfish things. Yeah, they, and I it got, sounds I really dumb. a lot. <laughs> but it was really, really well done and really scary. And lots of water effects and... They had streams, like teeny tiny streams of water in these pit black areas. So you're uh, making your way yes. through and you don't know what's going on. And then there's just like, ah, just water or like. Um, Something is touching like me. String, string that was wet and it would rub oh. across your face and just like, ah, yes. that sensory stuff really gets me. Uh. Yeah, me too, because that just puts me on additional edge, and then yeah. I know some any second something's going to jump out at me. And it does. And it does. And then they have uh, not just the houses, but they have the scare zones out in the park, which you'd think they wouldn't be that bad. You're out in the in the park. You can see stuff <laughs> yeah. coming. 
Yeah, you think you're not, you're having a bit true. of a respite from the scares, some of those but nope. Are, you don't know. The best yeah. scare of the dark, night came from one of those uh, zones where corners. a chainsaw guy stepped out from around a corner and fired it up right in Heather's face. Right in my <laughs> face. There were, tw- there were 20 of us in our group, and we all saw him coming except for her. And just wah, right in her face. Somehow I missed She stepped it. back about eight feet and then did like a weird Mario Those guys are really good thing. at like like honing in on people so that good. don't see it. <laughs> and no one got that on video. Yeah. They they see who's not paying attention and who's who smells like fear. Well, you know, I I tried to play it cool, like yeah, none of this is oh, going to yeah. scare they can read me. You from but a they mile said away. they can tell. <laughs> they just yeah yeah. You don't have a the good other poker thing I remember face. from last year with the with the chainsaw guys over by uh, they I think they were there again this year by the Simpsons. Yes, was, that's where uh, they were. That's right where it, it was happened. Like, <laughs> yep, it was like at first this isn't scary, and then I was like this is annoying, but somehow it got to a point where these chainsaws kept on firing up so often that it turned into a weird feeling of dread. Just like, <laughs> get me away from these chainsaws. Any so it wasn't second. that I was afraid that the guys were going to chop me up with a chainsaw, but I still had this feeling like, I just got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. <laughs> In a weird, yeah, I don't think that's how they intended it, but. Yeah, one of that, the weirdest, that, I liked that one. One of the weirdest scare zones they had was along that uh, strip by the monster effects and, the old Lucy thing that they have that I think is Hello Kitty now too, but it was called Vanity Ball. And it was like a fashion show where fashion has gone from clothing to body um, modification. So they had all these people with like an arm sewed on their face and whatever, but walking the runway with the weirdest, sickest looking stuff you ever saw. It was so creepy. Nothing scary, nothing jumping out at you, but just a a fashion show of mangled weirdness. It was so cool. That that was a, a very great display of. Uh, yeah, they they actually use guys that work on films out in Hollywood. They bring them out just for the the event to do makeup. So that's why everything looks so good. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a huge undertaking. We saw a crew that was replacing. It was in the Yeti event. We were in line for the, I think, Stranger Things. And while that was happening, yeah. they were switching scare teams uh, in the Yeti exhibit or a uh, house. And like 25 <laughs> guys in these amazing Yeti suits all came in like <laughs> through the crowd wearing their thing. Disney would never allow that backstage view. But uh, there were 20, 25 of these guys. Like and then they brought the old thing Yeti's where they walked out. in so and like punched in and like, hey, Bob. Hundreds of actors yeah. all night. Yeah. Yeah. They, they kind of click. Yeah. Ready? They kind of do Let's it all at once. People. And as they're walking through the crowds, they sort of stay in character a little bit and, um, you know, try yeah. to try to scare you as they're as they're swapping shifts. But those giant Yeti costumes were amazing. Had the extended arms. They had like, you know, six foot arms and huge claws. But then the backs of them were open <laughs> because they're in those holes. And you don't see them. So the back, yeah, you, you don't can see, see it's like <laughs> suspenders and they're wearing like you know, basketball shorts underneath there. That was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, speaking of the scare zones, the scare zone last year that got turned into uh, one of the mazes this year, the killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> yes. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Not super scary. Yeah, not scary, but and like the movie is yeah. not scary. It's just sick and fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, I feel like the- kind of, Go for it. Oh, you go ahead. No, go, go, the, go. the scare costumes were just awesome in there. I'm a huge mm-hmm. uh, Killer Clowns fan, and it was great. And they had a, a photo op out uh, outside where you could get your picture done with them too. Oh, 
Yeah, that was good. I've never seen the movie. I mean, I'd heard of it, but I'd never (laughs) seen it. So I had zero clue what to expect from that one. Put it on the put it in your queue. Yeah, that one had a lot of extra effects, like the smell of candy and yeah, and uh, everything. That was one I think I had like the weird stuff coming down from the ceiling. Yeah, it had circusy smells and like, and all the scares were kind of funny. So it'd be like boing, like weird sound yes. effects rather than like jump scares. It'd be like a clown with a giant like hammer with a target painted on it and something like boing, boing in your face. Yes. And you're like laughing and peeing your pants all at the same time. At the same time, yeah. Like it's a, a weird... Wednesday night at the Williams house. <laughs> I was going to say, sounds like my wedding night. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Why? I'm sorry to hear that, Jess. I'm sorry to hear that. Me too. My wife listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah. now it's staying in. Yes. Keep it for sure. <laughs> I was going to cut it out, but now. Not anymore. <laughs> all in all, I loved the whole thing. The, the whole experience was great. It was fun. And we did the RIP experience, and I highly recommend that if you can afford it to uh we got every house done and multiple stops along the way for drinks and refreshments and bathroom breaks and kind of took it easy it was about four hours to do every scare zone in every house which is great because it was about 1900 degrees outside and if you're just Uh, waiting in line in that kind of weather it's not so fun yeah it'd probably be a lot better right at the beginning of september yeah and it goes all the way through the last one might be what, like November second, uh, November first or second, I think November second. Okay, yeah, the ones in October may be a little bit more pleasant as far as the weather, but uh, um, it you was a great time. There. I enjoyed it. That's true. Yeah, it yeah, I will, I will go every year degrees. from now on, and I've got to take my son. He would love it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, before we move on, uh, each of you guys, what's your favorite house from that? Mine, I th- would have to say us. Uh, I had was... just recently seen the movie and it was incredibly well done. It yeah. just like felt like I stepped into the And into they the had film. Jordan yeah. Peele come and, and uh oversee the whole building of the house and the set and everything. Oh wow. So you go Down through the, the, blood the spook house from and, the movie yeah. and the, the uh the family's house that where they killed everybody and the original family's house. And uh, yeah, he was, he was like blood spatter expert. It was pretty. There's a room full of rabbits. That one was amazing. And there was a, that, that house had my favorite moment. There was a gauntlet at one point where it was a long winding trail that went between maybe a hundred of the people in those jumpsuits. The red jumpsuits, you yeah. you knew that some of them were going to be actors that would turn around yes. and get you, and some were probably mannequins, but it was yes. dark, uh-huh. and you couldn't tell, and, and they were uh-huh. really too close to you. So you kind of yes. turned <laughs> sideways uh-huh. a little bit to get through uh-huh. this. That, that was right that at was the terrifying. end, I think. it was. Yeah, when you got was. out of there, you were outside. <laughs> that, and that they, got, they got me. I didn't see which uh-huh. one was real, but yes. <laughs> That had my favorite moment of anything, but my favorite house was the Universal Classic Monsters house. They updated them enough that they were scary and sort of like feral, fast-moving versions of the old ones, but they looked close enough to the originals that any super fan like I am and I know Jess is would just love it. Yeah, that one I thought I would say was the I thought was the scariest, and Ghostbusters was really cool too. That's probably amazing, a close not scary, for me. really yeah. funny, and not really amazing all, to be fun. in the film. Yeah. Like one yeah. of the main jump scares was the Rick Moranis lookalike <laughs> that just jumps yes. like, oh, guys. Like, not, yeah. <laughs> You're like laughing and scared at the same time. I'm Great. the key master. 
Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That was good. Um, okay. I've got a story to share with you guys. Um, uh, story. Uh, a, a haunted destination actually got this a submission from one of our listeners. Um, Melissa wanted to tell us about the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, which Ew. is located in Louisville, Kentucky. It's an early 20th century Gothic revival TB hospital that opened in 1926. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it's huge. It's gigantic. It, 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 could house nearly 500 patients plus all the doctors and staff so big that it has its own, it had its own zip code at the time. And it's literally like, it's, it's a city up on a hill because tuberculosis was just, you know, so once you checked in, you never checked out and that included the doctors and the staff. And it's considered, it's known as one of the most haunted places on earth. Um, So now I'm, from their website, it says uh, the number of deaths that occurred at the hospital in a year could sometimes reach as high as 150. And they believe that around 6,000 people died there. Um, so there's a lot of paranormal, spooky activity. So it's not a functioning hospital anymore? No, no. It okay. shut down. Well, shut I, down mean, in I know 19- that we don't have a really a tuberculosis problem, <laughs> but it could be used for something else. I don't know. Well, we will soon enough. With the anti vaxxer yeah, movement. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shut down in 1961. Um, and so many people were dying there that uh, they didn't want the patients to see all uh, the bodies. So they, they dug a tunnel underground that they called the death tunnel, Ooh, 545 feet creepy. long. And they used a rail car system to transport the bodies, just to kind of <laughs> oh, send them away. Um, so. Obviously, the place is full of uh, supernatural activity. So it's just been sitting empty since 19, you said 60-something? 1961, yes. There's nothing scarier than an old abandoned hospital. Uh, And if it's like an old old tuberculosis hospital, (laughs) is it just a lot of ghosts coughing a lot? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, that was really insensitive to tuberculosis. Um, no, apparently there's a lot of kids, ghosts of children that are seen running around playing Ooh. with balls. Um, there's a ghostly hearse delivering coffins to the back of the facility. Doppelgangers, shadow people. Um, it sounds pretty awful. The The death tunnel is full of ghosts and uh, people see a cook wandering around the kitchen and cafeteria and can smell the food. Ugh. So is this a place you can, is it closed to, to visitors or is it a place you can pay to go visit? What's the story You can here? visit this place. So it's open for tours during the summer months. And also if you're a member of a paranormal investigation group, you can actually stay the night. To oh, do no, your you. ghost hunting there. <laughs> mm. And then uh, during the fall, they operate a haunted house out of like okay. a commercial that's, haunted house attraction out of there to, hear, yeah. to help to help pay for the restoration work. But so you get to uh, all we the have, jump scares in the creepy TB hospital. We have a similar <laughs> similar place in uh, Birmingham that's great. It's called Sloss Fright Furnace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's one of the most haunted places in the southeast. They all, every place says they're the right, most right. haunted. Yeah. They're it's, the most uh, haunted, yeah. Yeah, it was a working uh, smelt furnace or whatever where oh. they made steel. 
And mm-hmm. uh, apparently, like, w- during this one guy's shift, which I think was maybe two months long, 47 workers lost their lives because he would just literally work them to death. They had people that were living on the company property, and he was just notorious awful. And then he mysteriously fell from the highest (laughs) point at the furnace (laughs) into Mm. one of the smelters and apparently was just melted instantly. But uh, the the mystery was that this guy never went up there ever on his own. So apparently everybody just got fed up with him and threw him in there so his nickname was slag he was james (laughs) slag wormwood and so now they what a name there's it's the same kind of thing they do paranormal people come there all year long and investigate stuff and people have felt pushed from behind and heard voices saying get back to work (laughs) don't push me in the smelter but now they operate us yeah Yeah. (laughs) stop melting me i hate it (laughs) but now they operate a a amazing haunted house attraction in there Uh, i haven't been in a couple of years because the last time i went i loved the haunted house part and the scares and it was great but at the end they they built a maze and i got separated from the group i was with and I'm such a moron. I was in there for like an hour and 10 minutes. I was debating how I could either, which would be easier to chew my way through the plywood walls or to climb over and out of it somehow. But I, I mean, I could not, it was a pitch black maze and it's all and the walls are painted black. So you're just feeling your way along trying to find the maze, but I am directionally challenged or something. I could not get out of this thing. And I was, I was, I was about to cry. It was just terrible. And I, oh, man. So every year I'm like, I want to go back. But if I get stuck in that maze, I definitely don't want to be there with my son because I don't want him to see me cry. <laughs> <laughs> but when I when I got out, everybody in the group we had been with had left except for my one friend, Robbie, who was like, man, what did you do in there? <laughs> I'm like, you got away from me. I wanted to just hang on to his shirt the whole way to lead me through. But I got lost. Sure. Do they have anybody that will help you get out of there? If you get, I mean, are you just stuck in there till the end of the no. night when they throw the lights on? And you know what I noticed was different. Like most haunted houses, there's not a person telling you like go this way or whatever. You're just kind of on your own. But yeah. at uh, Halloween Horror Nights, they did have that kind of took me out of the thing a little bit. They had uh, uh, employees that were in there like pointing, you know, go this, this way. This is the way. So to you're get doing out. all yeah. this great scary, scary stuff, and then here's this 18 year old go, hey, mister, go down this way. <laughs> kind of took me out a little bit. But like at this place, you're on your own in there other than the scare actors and whatever. But I guess they didn't know the giant crying man in there. They woke up to you. <laughs> I was about to send up a out, flare sorry. or something. Maybe they thought that you were one of the scare actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Yeah, just this lumbering sorry, lost you idiot work here, You're going to have to leave. <laughs> We need you to put your pants on and go home, sir. I assume at the end of the night they would have helped you out. <laughs> or were yeah, you just, no, I, I would have just, just slept there in now. there until the end I of the year now. season. <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> but I highly recommend that. It's called Sloss Fright Furnace. And actually, the history of Sloss Furnace is a cool thing to look up sometime if you're interested in that kind of spooky stuff. We'll put a link to it up on the page. We're gonna, yeah. I'm going to make sure we get links to all of this stuff so maybe uh, people can plan a last-minute trip for the spook, spooky season. Yeah. Um, anybody else got some good, got some, someplace good? I have been to Salem, Massachusetts on Halloween, and it was a really great time, actually. 
one of the things I love most about Salem is that they've really embraced their past and turned it into a whole industry, really. I mean, it's a place in the United States with just a, a horrifying history. You know, 20 people right. were were killed during the Salem witch trials for... I mean, obviously they weren't well, actual they were witches. Witches, yeah, that's that's <laughs> what they were accused of. And um, the city of Salem now is it's it's really embraced the whole. This is where the witch city, right? Their um, the logo for the city has a witch's hat. Um, their police cars have a, a witch riding a broom. It's it's a super fun place, really, all year long. But the whole. Halloween season, all the whole month of September and October, they really get into it. And Halloween night is sort of the, it's like the biggest, yeah, it's like the biggest Halloween party for adults anywhere. I mean, the whole city is the people watching alone in Salem on Halloween is a really good time because you have everything from people just, you know, grown ups having a Halloween party with their friends in regular Halloween costumes to just the weirdos <laughs> really come out. And <laughs> because it's, uh, those are my people. Yes. And they're, it's, they're fun to see. Um, they have a Halloween, uh, a ball, what's called the witch's ball that you can go to. Uh, but we just really kind of wandered around town and there's, you can find, Every kind of supernatural shop, uh, if you want your aura read or if you want a, a tarot card reading or um, they have the haunted tours, candlelight tours of the haunted places in in Salem. So you can go up to Gallows Hill where everyone was hung after the, the Salem witch trials. Um, the... House of the Seven Gables is there, which is kind of a, a cool bit of history to go see. And Salem is the birthplace of Nathaniel Hawthorne. So that's kind of a, there's a lot of cool history there, but um, just, a, just a fun place to hang out on Halloween, really. Um, you fly, you have to fly into Boston if you want to get to Salem. And then they have uh, trains that can take you out there because it's not really close to another uh, point of entry. Um, that was my favorite place to visit on Halloween. I like how it sounds like there's a good mix of like, if you want to, if you want to get historical and real with the witches or yes, you can go yeah. campy on it, however you, whatever your personal flavor and the whole is. range in between. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, um, there's a big Wiccan community that lives in Salem, so it's it's kind of ironic. The irony is really dripping <laughs> in Salem. There, all of the people who were hung were not actual witches, but now the place is full of real witches. So. Uh -huh. <laughs> real witches. Well, yeah, you in know, people who... Marks. Yes, yeah. I mean, Jeff, if you... you just, you... You just alienated our entire Wiccan <laughs> listeners. There's going to be a pox on your house. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> They have a, they have a, you know, they celebrate Samhain there and uh, they have a whole gathering of the, the Salem. Yeah, yes, that's true. The Salem Witches Society on Halloween, they're doing their Wiccan rituals and, and whatnot. But I thought it was a fascinating place. Yeah. If you want to buy a spell, you they you have can. Eye of Newt on sale. <laughs> yes, yes, but it's Newt I mean, Gingrich. It's it's <laughs> Sorry, you might want <laughs> 
powdered eye of yeah. Um, I have another similar location that kind of um, embraces their terrifying history. This one comes from Stacy and um, there's two different attractions in and around Sleepy Hollow, New New York. Oh, fun. I've never been there. That Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... It's like one of America's most famous ghost stories. So the whole of it is going to go all out. Um, First, uh, the scary attraction is called Horseman's Hollow. And that is a haunted haunted house type attraction at a uh, 18th century manor house there in Sleepy Hollow. Uh, They describe it as you travel back in time to... uh, the cursed town of Sleepy Hollow, an 18th century village driven mad by the headless horseman. Um, so you can you make your oh, way God. through haunted landmarks uh, such as the cemetery, uh, tavern, and an old Dutch church. Uh, be careful on your journey. The undead, the evil, and the insane rule this terrifying landscape. There's some pictures on the website, and it does look pretty terrifying. For some reason, people in like really old-timey clothes covered in blood just <laughs> scares really people creepy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, right that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the whole east coast has a lot of a lot of cool um haunted places and haunted attractions to visit uh, my son last year uh for his not last year the year before for his eighth grade trip they did a whole east coast trip and one of the things that they did was a ghost tour of um and now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, oh, Gettysburg. Sorry. Mm-hmm. A ghost tour of Gettysburg. What's so the they, visited the, they visited the <laughs> They visited the battlefield after dark and went on a a, mm. a, a, a haunted tour. It sounded pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about everything in that part of the country is so old that just the weight of years makes it really kind of spooky to be around. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. where our it's our spookiest places are in, on the East Coast. Yeah, being in Richmond, Virginia, I am surrounded by Confederate ghosts. Basically, um, there mm, there yes. there are a lot of a uh, lot of different ghost tours that you can do in Richmond. Um, my favorite thing that sort of fits into that is we have a a, a, a cemetery called Hollywood Cemetery, and it is. It is an ancient, sprawling cemetery that's basically in the middle of the city. Um, and you can go into it. I mean, it's it's very popular for people going to take photographs and etchings. I mean, there's everything from, you know, mausoleums and... Etchings. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's people that go and just do, like, Confederate tombstone we'll etchings. on the gravestones. Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah, and so, yeah. And it, what's weird is there's a giant old house on the property that I guess for a while was like lived in by the caretaker, but at some point they turned it into apartments that they rented out. And I actually knew somebody that lived in one of them. And I've never felt like any sort of like ghost thing before in my life, but going to the bathroom in that house, every single time I felt like somebody was standing behind me. (laughs) And so, yeah, I got to the point where I just, I didn't want to go there anymore. And it was actually the first time I ever went there was right before going to a haunted house, like on Halloween. And I was not in the mood for that. So, yeah, it was it was weird. That sounds fun. Are you normally in the mood for someone standing behind you while you go? (laughs) I'm usually in the mood for spooky things, but not for assistance in the bathroom. Uh, No. No. (laughs) 
gotcha. I can handle it myself. Spooky in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been, but I've heard that Savannah is a great place for um, haunted, spooky, dark yes. tours. Good old Southern ghost. Savannah, ghosts. just generally speaking, is kind of spooky. Yeah, the Southern ghost thing, and everything's so old and so much Confederate dead that there. cemetery yeah. there. Mm. Yeah, I did go, go to that cemetery. Over, I can't yeah. think of the name of it. I went there years ago before. I oh, know. I guess my son, who's 18 now, was one year old when we went. And that was definitely spooky. The trees with the Spanish moss hanging all off of them and everything just... It felt That's foggy. A good it probably vibe. wasn't foggy, but you mm-hmm. felt like it was like an, <laughs> like, like an old hammer horror film or something. Oh. The only other spooky cemetery that I've been to is in uh, those Père Lachaise in Paris. Mm. That oh. place is pretty creepy at at dusk and after dark. It's a it's a huge old old cemetery. Is that where Jim Morrison's buried? You could do some. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I've been during the day and at night, and it's much creepier at night. But even is during he the out day, there haunting it's, the place. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> From his even bathtub. during the day, I mean, it's it's a famous place. But when we were there during the day, it's it's such a huge cemetery that you can get lost down, you know, little old lanes where, and there's just nobody else around. It's a creepy place. I don't want to be lost in a cemetery. No, thank you. <laughs> you apparently get lost in like legit haunted houses. I don't yeah. want to put yeah, you in a cemetery. I mean, I get I get lost in Publix when I'm grocery shopping. I, I'm well, at least shop. I got food. Yeah. So Jess has Jess has felt the presence of ghosts standing behind him when he was peeing. Anybody I don't else have say, a, a ghost? I hope it was a ghost experience, <laughs> <laughs> and not just somebody uh, creeping up behind you. What about you, you Dan? Man. Have you had any ghostly experiences? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. Um, no, yeah. just you know, creepy places, the atmosphere of a place. But I haven't. I haven't had an actual specter behind me or anything. So, I saw something really weird one time when I was driving home from dropping off my girlfriend in high school, who's actually now my wife, but dropped her off and was rounding a corner, and as my headlights, you know, and you round a corner, the headlights sweep across. I knew that I saw uh, like an old lady standing there and like she was throwing her hands up like, oh, you're going to hit me kind of thing. And then it just wasn't there. And I was like, that was a weird, like, I don't know if the headlight hit something weird on a tree or a reflection of something, but I definitely saw what felt like that. And then much later when discussing that with my wife, she said that uh, she had seen something similar in just about the same place. So I'm not saying it was really a ghost. It probably wasn't, but some weird reflection, refraction of light or something was happening to make people see that spectery looking thing. It was spooky. Mm, creepy. Mm-hmm. But I've never felt the presence of any anyone behind me while I go to the bathroom or anything cool like that. <laughs> That's just Jess. You're never going to live that down, Jess. Ever. Sometimes you get a, a hand on your shoulder when you're... <laughs> you Guys, know, I'm still tra- tra- traumatized. It. I haven't peed since. Come on. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. He's He's been he in renal failure for 25 years. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Jeff, I think you had some other uh, suggestions for haunted places for us. Oh, well, I've never been to one of these, but I keep reading about these sort of extreme scare places, not so much always haunted, but they have uh, 
they have some pretty extreme ones. Uh, there, there was one called McCamey Manor that started in a guy's backyard in San Diego. And interestingly, it's now like a legit thing uh, that it, there's one in Nashville and one in Huntsville, Alabama, which is where I'm from. And I had not heard of this till I started researching for this show. But it's so extreme, you have to uh, provide proof of sports physical, doctor's note, and background <laughs> check stating that you're physically what? and mentally clear before you go into this. <gasps> you also, get this, have to do a FaceTime or phone screening to prove you have medical insurance, sign a detailed 40-page waiver, and pass a drug test the day of your entrance. <laughs> In other words, this is not something you can go and do on a whim. You need to plan and put a lot of thought and effort into this experience. But apparently it's so terrifying that they interview you to figure out what kinds of things scare you. And they interview Um, your friends to find out what kinds of things scare you. I've heard about this place. Yeah, and they essentially like kidnap you and torture you. Yeah, there's one one in New York where they kidnap you and take you out to Red Hook and put you in a warehouse. And it's like an escape room slash terrifying conversation combo thing too and people pay for this experience people pay good money for this one but uh apparently the the uh guy that wrote the article i read about it said if if they tell you they're not going to put you in a coffin don't believe them so apparently he was (laughs) sealed up in a coffin and made to think he was being buried at some point but Uh i've heard of these places where they will they will waterboard (laughs) you and what? at one point, somebody was in a box full of tarantulas, which I think is, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that because if it was me, I'd be squashing tarantulas. And that, that can't be good for business. Uh, uh, no, right. I want no part of any of that. Give me a killer clown from outer space. But no, these extreme seriously. ones are popping up more and more. There's, uh, I'll, we'll put a link on the, we can put a link on the page, but there's a top five most extreme haunted experiences in the U.S. So they've got them in Chicago, Fullerton, California, Pittsburgh, Huntsville, Alabama, of all weird things. The Blackout Haunted House in both San Francisco and New York. And so then you'll the be one I was attending the one called, in Huntsville and, and reporting back to us? <laughs> I I really, I'm just too scared. I don't there's know if no I can way. do it. Yeah. This I is not die. fun. Mm-mm. No. Like, I like yeah, being scared, I but I don't see that. It's just too much. I don't, I, I want to be scared and yeah. entertained. I don't want to be like legitimately scared of my phobias be, being like thrown in my yeah. face. Right. <laughs> like, I'm actually yeah. legitimately scared that they just buried me alive. No, that's yes. not fun. <laughs> Real life is <laughs> scary enough. I don't need like realistic yeah. scares. Yeah. That's oof. I got so those are starting to be all the rage, but I'm not sure. Would y'all do any of y'all? No. no, no, I'm good. I don't think no. so. Like, uh, what's that? What? What is that movie that was out recently where they thought they had paid for a a fun kidnapping Game experience? Game night. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I did enjoy like that a, movie. But that was a great movie. It seems like so that is something that people, you know, people pay for that kind of scare experience. Like I want to, I want to, I want to have all my friends over and we're going to pay good money for a, a fake kidnapping or something like that. No. I know that's not really up my I, alley. I would love to do a murder mystery kind of night. Oh, absolutely. Where we yes. all are aware that it's fake. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't want to really think my friend was just murdered in front of me. Exactly. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Or or have you heard of Camp Blood? 
No. No. It's a, it's a haunted mm-hmm. attraction. It's in New York. And there's some other similar ones. I know there's one outside of Detroit similar. But it's like you go to a summer camp and you do summer camp activities and then night falls and the summer camp is oh, no. stalked oh. by a psycho <laughs> slasher crystal lake. I'm a big Jason. Yeah, fan, and you so have yeah, to I'll, work I'll with your that. other campers yeah. to survive the night. Yeah, that I know that the one cool. in Michigan, it was like you could have different levels of how terrifying it was. Some of them, if you went into your tent, you were like safe and they had to leave you alone. Okay. But then you could yeah. have the extreme experience and they could like drag you screaming out of your tent. No, stuff. yeah, I don't want yeah, that one. But, I need this yeah. I need the safe zone. The scariest yeah. part of all that to me sounds like just the camping itself. I'm really more of an indoor kid. <laughs> yeah, <no. Yes. laughs> oh, the bugs. You no. are going to have Burn to from sleep stand outside. By me does not want to camp out. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> You're going to have to dig a hole. I don't want him actually, like, dragging no. me out of my tent. I want him to, like, chase me through the woods and then for me to, like, okay, come on, let's take a picture. And then, you know, we get yeah. me to get back. Yeah. But, like, uh, yeah. if I yeah. can't call times, like, no, that's not fun. No. I got to have yeah. a face too much. Too much. A little too real. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, I've got another terrifying space from a listener. Um, This one's from Leah, and it's uh, St. Albans Sanatorium in Radford, Virginia. Another creepy hospital. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It actually, here's where it it started out as a Lutheran boys' school. (laughs) And apparently (laughs) a sanatorium? Well, yeah, apparently it was the kind of place where like hazing and bullying was a big part of the culture. And mm-hmm. so, um, so allegedly, accor- according nerds. to legend, a number, <laughs> yeah, a small number of students uh, died by suicide. And then after the school Ooh. was shut down, it reopened as a psychiatric infirmary in 1916. Mm-mm. Um and so, of course, you know, the patients there were subjected to all of the right, yeah. absolutely awful Does experimental treatments. Psychiatric hospitals are just lobotomies, creepy on their own. Electroshock therapy, hydrotherapy. Uh, so, all obviously. Stuff. <laughs> right. Still being <laughs> right. used today. So obviously, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of rest. Um, it. Uh, it, it it closed in ni- in the 1990s. So yeah, it was open oh, wow. until Nearly. the 1990s. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, supposed to be a. Um, was it still called a sanitarium at that point? I, I don't like, know. I, I, I don't know. I didn't term other than in movies, like yeah. in my lifetime. Right. I yeah. I think I think there might have just been like a like a holdover from from that. But people report seeing uh, full bodied ghosts, shadow figures, levitating objects. Others claim that they just hear voices, physical contact from unseen beings. Ugh. Um, they do tours, um, and again, overnight paranormal investigations. And then in the fall, they run a commercial haunted house there called St. Albans Sleigh House. Mm. That sounds scary. Yeah. I would do that. Yeah. Do they do any, any kind of creepy stuff at Alcatraz around Halloween? That seems like it would be a perfect setting for a haunted house. That would be cool. Yeah, it does. I don't think they do, though. I think they just to, stick to normal. To leave there, you have to make your own raft and float out of there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't know about Alcatraz, but that does lead me to the other story that I've got to share Ooh. about a different haunted prison. Haunted prison. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I've got some experience here. We've also got um, someone else that shared some, a story from here. Um, so this is uh, the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. And all I can say when I see this place is, oh, Andy, because it's where <laughs> it's they, they used it for the exterior of Shawshank Prison oh, in the movie okay. Shawshank Redemption. That is a great movie. Yeah, I mean, it, odds are at any given moment it's playing on some TV station somewhere around usually the world. TBS. Um, yes. Usually TBS. Usually TBS. <laughs> yes, um, and they use some some of the room other rooms in the in the prison were used uh, the warden's office. Um, you can see the set where the, or the room that they use for Andy's office, mm-hmm. and also they use one of the rooms there for Brooks's hotel room. And you can see on the rafter is carved in there. Brooks was here, and it's oh cool. So, so they, it's they, not a working prison anymore. It's a not a working prison okay. anymore. It was a working prison up into the eighties. Uh, okay, um, and. It's a very an infinite. It's a huge prison. Um, it's an old. It's one of those old. It looks like a castle in its construction. If you've oh. seen, obviously, Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's you get true. an idea for what it looks like. Um, it's huge. It's the largest freestanding cell block. It's six stories high, so it's just full of prisoners and the um the solitary confinement area there was especially notorious as being just the most hellacious place it was you know they called it the hole and people went in there and never came out or came out you know like a guy set himself on fire down there just to get out of the hole um yeah i it's that's so what the story on the website says. Willing to set yourself on fire in order to get out—that's pretty bad. Yeah. So we, um, I visited there in 2012 uh, with my wife. Uh, it was while we were on our baby moon. We had kind of a weird you baby went to a moon creepy trip. Old prison. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I took her. I, you're such a romantic. I took her to this. Well, right after we visited the prison, I She's drove her past kind of stuff, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's childhood home, uh, where, <laughs> where he lived. That's actually he, where you uh, proposed, right? Made his <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right, um, and it's it's a creepy place because uh, I didn't feel any ghostly activity there, but um, just kind of knowing what went on what there, it was there, a, sure. it was a brutal is a brutal place and the kind of people that were kept there, but also is right next to the new state reformatory is like right there. They you just can built see. a new prison next door. And there's certain places where you're not allowed to take pictures because there's windows and you can see the prison from the window. And so you're not allowed to take. <laughs> okay. That was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi, Alex. Alex, you just you scared hi. all hi. of us. We're talking Why did you lock me in you the wave? room? Hi, Alex. <laughs> hi, Alex. Did you have a good nap? We're talking, we're talking yeah, about... Yeah, that's you. <laughs> we're talking about creepy places, and then we all just hear a child's voice. <laughs> what do you want? No, that's my Mickey Mouse. Okay, can you say bye-bye? Bye. Okay, can you go downstairs while I finish up? Thank you. Bye, Alex. Take the doctor with you. Uh, yeah, so it's it creepy. And, and knowing that you're like kind of right next to 
these other guys that were, yeah. you know. So I got that feeling creepiness, but um, people also report a lot of paranormal activity there. Um, seeing shadow people, hearing voices, footsteps, and even in the prison chapel, they re- there's reports of ghosts that kind of get a little grabby Ooh. and will touch you. I yeah. do not grabby. like a grabby ghost. <laughs> the ghost of John Lasseter in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a bit of an overhugger. <laughs> it's terrifying. Uh, the prison is open for self-guided tours seven days a week, and they also host overnight ghost hunts. And in the fall, they've got their own haunted house um, to help pay for the renovations. And um, I've got a story for one from one of our listeners and actually one of our agents at Key to the World Travel who has some experience there. Kara is, um, she is a ghost hunter in her regular day-to-day life. Um, She's a member of... Yeah, I've heard some of her stories. It's great. Yeah, she's a member of a paranormal investigations group, and they visited the prison in 2012, uh, same time that... or same around the time that I was there. Um, So I think I'm just going to read her story. Let's hear it. Um, Okay, so she says... Well, this was written right after her visit. She said, A year has passed since I saw the ghost of my boyfriend. His death was not tragic because he's not dead. He is very much alive and well. Uh, Commonly, a ghost is thought to be the spirit of a dead person. My ghost experience makes me question everything I had previously thought a ghost to be. Uh, She's a member of a paranormal investigative group called Grimstone Inc. And in 2012, they visited the Ohio State Reformatory, also known as Mansfield Prison. It housed over 155 thousand inmates in its lifetime before it closed in 1990 i had been there once before and honestly left that time thinking this place isn't haunted this trip they stayed for two nights and had the place to themselves the first night she slept terribly and it wasn't just because i was sleeping on an air mattress in a prison i had a constant feeling of someone watching me and my bed was repeatedly kicked during the night from an unseen presence the next night we focus our investigation in the warden's office area her favorite spot in the gothic style prison as she walked down the hallway towards the chapel stairwell uh they split off into different rooms and uh she followed her boyfriend into a small room around the corner to the right however to her surprise when she entered the room he was not in there she quickly looked for other exits and there weren't any looked in both of the closets and found nothing else As she stood there trying to figure out what had just happened, the leader of the group entered the room and asked her where her boyfriend is. And she said, he's not here. To which the leader of the group said, yeah, he is. I saw him follow you in here. They looked at each other. And shortly after, her boyfriend walked into the room, totally unaware of what had happened. Apparently, it's not uncommon to see a a doppelganger in the prison and so this is a ghost that will take on the image of a living person and so uh, she saw the ghost of her living boyfriend i love that so much that is the craziest thing i don't want to experience that no thank you no no (laughs) (laughs) yep so i'm going to uh she's got a longer story and she sent me a whole bunch of pictures from her investigations so i'm going to 
cool. record a video with some pictures and we'll throw it up on our YouTube to share uh, next week for everybody. But I just thought that was, especially having been to the prison myself and I kind of knew what the atmosphere of the place felt like. Uh, that's, that's yeah. terrifying <laughs> and weird. So, so, but that's, that's a cool place to check out. Yeah. I would like to go uh, to there. Not maybe in that same situation where it's just my small group and yeah, doppelgangers no. following me I don't think I'd want to spend the night in a, on an air mattress in a creepy haunted prison either. <laughs> I don't no. want to spend the night on an air mattress anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's a good yeah. point. I'm not That's... haunted camping or regular camping. or that Sleeping on an air mattress is terrifying enough. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I definitely recommend uh, Bright Daylight for that trip. Uh, is, there, is there anywhere else we wanted to talk about? No, I've always wanted to, to go see some creepy haunted places in, in Europe. They have they have such great history of, you know, crazy stuff. Haven't done it yet, though. Like it's on the bucket plagues list. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <other> things. <laughs> All right. Well, then I think we're going to, I think it's going to wrap. <laughs> haunted children yeah. everywhere. They are haunting. <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite part that's one of my favorite parts of the uh of the tower of terror at disneyland paris is oh, when you're yes. in that creepy room in the queue you can hear scary creepy little like voices of children saying like mommy i'm tired where are we? it's yeah it's so scary i don't want that Pizza again. <laughs> Sorry, this is. I'm bored. That's a different kind of scary. Bored. I don't want you, Mom. I can't pull my pants. If they up do that, every myself. parent in the ride just starts crying, and everybody else is like, "I don't get what the problem." I'm done. <laughs> Come wipe me. <laughs> no. Can you stay here the next to me? Scariest thing you can hear. Especially when your kids are teenagers. <laughs> or when you're, when, <laughs> when you're dead asleep and then, Mom, I just threw up all over my bed. Or, Mom, uh, I just threw up yes. all over your bed. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> that has happened. And now we're on to throw up. That's a whole different yes. podcast episode. That'll a different be next sort of horror. episode. <laughs> we want people to come back. What are your best places to throw up when you travel? <laughs> Favorite puke spots in Disney? I World. have a few of those. Yes. <laughs> Quick, go. <laughs> <laughs> I just go inside my own shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you blame it on a small child and you go to a cast member and they give you a voucher for a new one. That's what those popcorn yeah, buckets are yeah. good for. Uh, ah, popcorn buckets. I got vomited on on Space Mountain. All right, I think we're going to wrap up our discussion of uh, spooky destinations for this week. Hopefully, maybe it inspired you to take a last-minute trip somewhere and get scared. We'll make sure we throw up links to everywhere we talked about, and I've got a few more uh, locations. Um, I've got <laughs> a few more locations that I'll be sharing throughout the week and so with that thanks for listening make sure you hit subscribe tell a couple of friends about how much you like our show and we will talk to you next week see you next week bye guys hurry bye. back goodbye <laughs> bring your death certificate don't forget your death certificate
It's time to close this week's gathering of the Gold Key Adventurer Society. Thank you so much to each and every one of you for tuning in. If you want to become a member of our band of explorers, all you have to do is subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating and review, won't you? We'll be eternally grateful. It helps other adventurers find us and helps us grow our show. To ask a question or share your travel story, you can reach us by smoke signal, carrier pigeon, or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com. And make sure you follow the Gold Key Adventure Society on Facebook and Instagram. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Key to the World Travel. For all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the Gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song, Hoka Hey, for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.